Episode 130 of the Talking Bollocks podcast brought to you by Gowloud. It's me, Teddy Flower. It's me, COB. And this week we're joined by... Me, Roddy, a.k.a. The Rod Father. The Rod Father. <laughs> <laughs> the new title. We're at the main... But talking. we're the Rod Father for folks. <laughs> we're at the main chatting there, Roddy, yeah? It's submarines that they're going missing. Yeah. My biggest fear, worst nightmare. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm claustrophobic, Calvin. Mm. But you're just describing how it is. What? Imagine so- being down that deep. This fella is at the centre. Shall wait, boys? Can they ever get that back? So listen, I'm going to explain it to right, you. Yeah? Right, right. This fella's at the centre of a new company, and he's charging people a quarter of a million per sea in this new submarine thing he has, and he's bringing people down to the Titanic, right? So this was the first time they've done it. Your man was in it as well. The fella's at the setting up the company's billionaire. He's in the submarine with them. I think there's him, another fella, and four or five passengers. So there's a few of them in it, right? It's gone missing since Sunday morning. Yeah, I've seen that, yeah, yeah. What they day don't is know it? where it is. It's Today's Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, boy. So they have them back in auction. They have 96 hours worth of life support in the thing. It can sustain itself on 96 hours, right? It's gone missing two days now. So there's two days left where it will be found. Even if they get the thing to the surface, it's bolted shut from the outside. So they can't get out. They need someone to open it from the outside. It's gone missing now. Jesus. So like, yeah. but it's never I, 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 I'm claustrophobic, right? And I tell you how it happened, right? And I understand well, that it's nothing compared to what's happening in Port Paper. Up the Guinness dispatch, you know what? Bridgeford Street, the top of the Bridgeford Street. I got into a locker when I was a kid. My brothers put me into the hood and they sure it. And when my knees was pressed again, the locker door, couldn't get back out even with a key. Had to get a carpenter to get me out. I'd say I was about 20 minutes in it. So ever since then, Lifts, I won't go on a lift. I walk up 20 stars, I won't go on a lift. Fuck no man. chance. So I can understand the fear of that. Like, you're telling me that coming in. Yeah. Leave me alone, will you? Because I won't sleep tonight. I'll take him on a submarine, I will. I'm not, <laughs> trying, to make, back I'm not trying to make fun of that situation. Yeah. Jesus. Well, look, no, but come here. Well, I tell you what, no, a little prayer for them. Yeah. yeah. Right. But come here, surely there's like some sort of... Way out if this ever happened. Surely they had an idea, like, there's a possibility that this could happen. Mm-hmm. Surely there's a little trick of the trade. He's a billionaire. No. Well, 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 so if it just goes, it's gone. This well, is the well, first one they've tried it. Yep. Oh, it's the very first time ever. This is the company, yeah. This is what he's going to be doing. Selling this, like, yeah, you give me a quarter of a milli and I'll bring you down to the Titanic. Only so many people in the world have ever seen the Titanic. Do you know, like that? So it's, it's something for the rich people to say, like... Phew, Ferrari, don't mind that. I've seen the Titanic. Yeah. And this fella's going to be selling that to you. First time yeah. they've ever done it. It's gone wrong. Just... Well, I'm claustrophobic as well, Ruddy. Well, look, by the time this goes out, hopefully they've found them. Please, God. Well, it was like the kids in the... Remember the in Thailand? team in Thailand? Did you ever see that documentary, Ruddy? Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Brilliant. Sweating watching that. I know. And I knew what happened and I'm still sweating watching it. I know. I know. Did you ever watch that, Harry? No, I've it's heard on, about it. On, it. You got stuck on that ground or something. You got stuck in a cave. The toy came in or something, didn't it? No, uh, flash flood. Look, now, oh, yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. See, Trimley yeah. now was bound right today and there's fucking 12 inches of water or something in it now. Well, I, really I was walking in the park this morning, right? <laughs> and I parked up near, not far from the Pops Cross. Had a walk down, got to the Pops Cross. Monsoon. Mm. Absolutely soaked. Soaked to the skin. Walked back to the car and drove home. Got to the gates in Castlenock. Boundary. And that's basically what happened then. It's like Noah's Ark out in Trimley. But, uh that happened in Thailand, yeah. The football team, they were playing on something like that yeah, in these yeah. caves. 
and a flash flood, so the cave started filling up. So they, they, they went forward and forward into the cave to get out away from the water and got stuck. Yeah. Oh, but see, when oh, Terence was getting nervous talking about it, it's not a normal cave that you walk through. This thing was miles, I think it's like three miles long or yeah. something like that, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It takes three hours to get to where the kids are. Yeah. Like they were, the families were told, yeah, they're dead. Like yeah. we're going in to find their bodies now. Yeah. Oh, and they sent the dive boy. team in. Yeah. They sent the dive team in, yeah. Do you have the footage of it? Your man yeah. pops his head out of the water and there's just 15 young blood staring back at him. Sitting on a little ledge, Sitting on a tiny ledge yeah. that can yeah. only can basically fit. How long were you there for? A few days. Days. Oh, a good few days. Yeah, a good yeah. few days. I think I ended up walking out a couple of weeks, didn't it? Because yeah. you can only fit one person through the cave at That's a time. Right. right. So basically what they were doing was tying ourselves. The divers were tying themselves to the, yeah. the kids then. And they were going through and basically putting the children through after them. Yeah. That's how narrow it was. But because they knew it was going to take so many days to get them all out, they were bringing in bl blankets and food and all and being like, look, at you and are going to be here in a few more days. They had to sedate the kids yeah, as well. Yeah, you had to bleed and dose the kids you know, up. It's only panic a little tight. Areas, you know what I mean? But come here. We didn't come in here to talk about stuff like this. I know, right? I'm having a great day. I'm panic attack stuff now. It real me day. I'll be up all night thinking about tunnels and submarines and all sorts. So, Roddy, how's things? How are you keeping? Ah, do you know what? Do you know what, Terence? I have to say, is I've changed the direction of my life. Right? Hopefully for the better. Oh, for the better, that's yeah. Good, of, that's of good. Loads of new brothers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have. I have. I used to walk downtown, and me fellas, me own, I was a little bit young, and say, how are you, Rod, me old pal? How are you doing? I say, ah, oh, jeez, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Now we walk down. All right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all good, bro. What up, brother? I've loads of brothers now. I've the biggest family in fucking Ireland at the moment. <laughs> all down to you and your mates. But no, it's been great. I have to say, since the last time I was on, um, you know, the people came out. Now, I know he's a bit apprehensive. You know, because you, you, you know yourself, in Dublin, you're either, how are you, bro? Or, get out, you fucking, yeah, how are you? You know oh, what yeah. I mean? But it's gone the right way for me. So, it's been great getting loads of work out of it. Yeah. You know, of yourselves as well, up in the, the live shows. And uh, just, it's taken off. I'm doing a little road tour with Paul Howard. It's like a little, uh, oh, I don't know what you would call it. If you could probably call it just a chat. A bit, of, a bit of an edge on it. Mm. You know, we done one at Doggy last week. Doggy Book Festival. Yeah, yeah. And I've never been to Doggy before. Once <laughs> doing a job for RT. So I said I'd go out and test the water. So I went down the train with Caroline. And I said, you know, see who'll know me before I go in there and sell 450 tickets. I walked down all around done early. How are you, me old pal? Fuck off. <laughs> This yahoo, hell yeah, me old pal, right? And I ain't going, no one, no one said hello to me, no one even acknowledged me. And I said, I'm about to change taxi. How you doing, all right? Fucking north side, are you now? I was waiting for the RNL to come. Are <laughs> oh, you, yeah, help the north side, get on that train and get out of here, right? <laughs> Nobody. So I start listening, and they all say, Hi, hi. I can't say that. Hi. <laughs> sound right. Hoy. So now I don't I said right. I walk the Royal Canal on a regular basis in town, as you know. So I was walking the Royal Canal, I said, right, I'll try out me now me myself so attack. Just to get it going, you know. I say, Hoy! <laughs> Not yet the gears in the Royal Flood. <laughs> and, then, and then you go, Hoy! I fucking what you fucking is. You're from Cabra. But at least I got recognised by the people up on the Royal Canal. But no, it was great crack. Went out. Threw a bit of Northside in, mostly. Bit mm -hmm. of carbolic soap stories and that, you know what I mean? And uh, educating my rich friends. And I'll tell you something. I live up in Castle Knuckles, a few yuppies. Yeah. 
But doggy is yuppie Premier League. Ah, that's it. Oh, yeah. this is Champions League yuppie. Yeah. Nice people. Bono have a gaff over there, doesn't he? I job you, mad. I was there on Friday. And no, I was there on Saturday. It was that Saturday I was there. And I was in a, a bar and having a bit of crack with a few people. And the barman come out and he says, Rod, this fella over there wants to meet you. I looked over and who was it? Bono. No, it fucking wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Some fucking yeah, up in the night. <laughs> uh, no, he did. He, he, he come over to me. He come over to me when I was talking to a few people. He just tapped me on the back, you know, and I looked and I said, Bono, I'm fucking busy. Leave me alone. <laughs> I said, I'll talk to you again. Go on upstairs playing your songs. Then leave me alone. But I oh, know, great. As you asked me, Terence, I'm living the dream. Yeah. I'm living the dream. I love Everything's it. Everything's great. It's great to hear that. Yeah. You said there off camera before we started, you had a zinger for us. A zinger, yeah. Right. Right, now, I don't know. Zambuca lit or Zambuca not lit in the restaurant. What difference does that make? I'll tell you what it makes. I was in an Indian restaurant, right? And your man said, would you like a Zambuca? I says, I absolutely would love a Zambuca, right? So he obviously lit it. I forgot about me, right? So eventually he brought it down and he put it down and I went, boom! Burnt them out on me. <laughs> burnt them out on me. And also, burnt all the alcohol out of it. That's what was born in the alcohol. So you're drinking diet water. That's what it's like. I've been drinking licorice water. So, but what is genuinely the point of it? Digestive system. Yeah, that's what Sambuca is for. If you... Never heard that. Oh, that's what it's for. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. It's like peppermint. Yeah. I don't know whether to believe you on a half of the time. Terence, I have me serious head on, right? Right, sorry. But come in to tell me bugger mad head on. He's had the knock on lumps out me with all the serious stories. No, it, it is. When you, if, you know when you're bloating after good fate? Yeah. It's some bugger, right? I think there's aniseed in it. Give it half an hour. The bloatness is gone and off you go on the lash. You can drink points as if they're going out fashion. Yeah. <laughs> Believe That's, yeah. And it's not like kids now. Mm. Shots. Yeah. Come on, what's that all about? That's a charge. It's all over it. Now, why it's do people stupid. do them? Yeah. It's just stupid. I, I, I don't get it. Maybe it's my vintage or my age. When we sat down to have a few points as youngness, we relaxed. Yeah. We all sat around and we all told bleeding lies to each other. <laughs> we relaxed. And then as the points were going, then the lies were getting better and bigger. And the lads were believing you because they were getting all relaxed as well. So we all lived in a little fantasy world, sitting, drinking flagons or whatever that was, the old Linden village on the, on the side of the canal. And we're wait, I tell you, what are we doing? And they don't take, I have to get one better. And then we went that way. But that's why we had a few beers or a few ciders or whatever. And then you progress in the pub. Now it's like, you want to get drunk? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I know it was out of my head last night. What good is that? It's like waking up in the morning, you know, and you don't even know if you had a good night till yeah. you look in your trousers pocket and there's no money. Yeah. You go, oh, I must have had a good night because there's a grand going out <laughs> or a ton, whatever you have, whatever you're able to afford. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or if you wake up the next morning, right, and you don't be a mathematician. If you wake up next morning and you're 50 euros in that pocket, and 25 euros in that pocket. What have you got? 
Someone else's trousers on. Well done, Calvin. Come on, Terrence, sharp enough, will you? I wasn't on the ball. That means you never go tonight. Yeah, I wasn't on the ball. Well, come here, the book is obviously flying, bloody, yeah? Ah, it went, flew out the door. Come here, bestseller last year. Bestseller, yeah. Yeah? Bestseller. Was it a bestseller? Yeah. yeah. It's a, a the best sport-selling book or something, wasn't it? Best sport-selling book. I won. I didn't win it. Paul Hell's the man. But I'll give you a laugh, right? There was about four awards out there and it won three of them. But the biggest award, right, was the on-post one. That was the real posh one, Dickie Bow and all the GPO. You know what I mean? Really, really <laughs> posh. Was the launch of the GPO and then it was an America Hotel. Yeah. Big night. Get ready. Roger won it. What? I says, I'm not going with him, winning. <laughs> I was nominated for football awards and I drink about six journalists. Did I win it? Well, I think I'm angry. I wouldn't turn up. I can't look <laughs> happy when someone else is getting fucking my award, right? <laughs> so anyway, we went, right? We sit at the table. So it was me and Kelly Harrington and Roddy Doyle and Kelly's partner and Caroline and all the Penguin people. And Paul Howard was 300 yards away. He knew. Fucking right, you know, we told me we were at the winning it, right? <laughs> so anyway, Roy still, I, I'm the eternal optimist, so I still wouldn't give in. So they're all saying to me, glass wine, no. Do not want to trip up on me speech, right? <laughs> wouldn't drink, and I had speech, right? And I was going to throw in this and throw in that. And then I'm listening to someone else's speech, and they throw in something. Oh, fuck, I have to change that. I'm real quick. Right, I'll change that and say something else, and I won't thank this, and I won't thank that, right? So then they go, the best sports book award. Of 2022, it would have been a thing. I don't know. And I've stepped up. I actually judged the, the, the steps up onto the stage and don't trip on the third one. It's a little bit smaller than the first one. Had it off to a thing. And next to and the best milk award, and I was up on one foot. Kelly Harrington, right? I went, oh, well done. Well done. Here I was, you little bitch. Well done. She said, Greg. And she came out, she said, I'm sorry. I said, you ought to be. That's my pride. But she was brilliant. But we went to the awards area and then... She got her, uh, her, her, she got my award, she got her Crystal Award, right? And it was sitting on the table between us. And here I was, I wonder if I just put that in Caroline's handbag. I could tell me kids, they wouldn't check it up and say, oh, you want it? <laughs> I, was, I said, Dan, I'll make sure you get your speech, right? I mentioned me. I don't forget, I mentioned my daughter who's getting married, right? Neaf. Give it a shout out there. Oh, big shout out. Everyone's yeah. avoided the second day. <laughs> Everyone. Now, it's an open Where is house. It? It's up in Dunboyne in... I think it's Dwarves Pub in Dunboyne, right? Everybody's invited to that. Right. The wedding, I think there's 270 or 280 going. Fuck off, that's yeah. a big L wedding. It, it's wedding. a big L wedding, yeah, yeah. So, pawn shop's getting lumped over at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, getting back to the bill, yeah, brilliant. You, well, you, you worry about it, but it came out all right. You know? Are you the only person who's done the audio version different to the actual version? I heard you got the book and you're like, I don't say it that way, I'm going to do my own version. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and you know what? There wasn't going to be an audio book. There wasn't going to be one. And I didn't care. So next of all, I got a phone call. Oh, we're going to do it. Some uh, did crowd in London. We're going to do an audio book. Okay. But we're not getting an actor or a voiceover. We want you to do it. We heard you on a podcast. It could have been this podcast last year, whatever. I said, yeah, no, but I do man. It was a monkey a day, Sterling. I says, I'll have a bit of that. Four days. Right? So he goes, right, no problem. So you're a little boot. Paul Fagan, lovely man, his father up in town, a lovely, lovely man, makes well. And we went in, and you sit in the boot, and it's a screen, like a monitor, and it's red, it comes across, and I go, How are you, Terence? 
All right, Calvin, what's the crack? Stop. How are you, Terence? Yeah. All right, Calvin, how are you too? Oh my God, this is not fucking gonna work for me, right? So I got the first half a day out, went me tea break. I'm coming home, Carlin, I'm jacking. Said to your man, tell them in London I'm not doing it, right? So anyway, they rang me from London. What way do you want to do it? I said, how are you, my old pal? That's where I come from. That's who I am. I'm not changing for anybody. You can keep your money, right? So she says to me, well, just talk for 10 minutes to me. So I talked about for 10 minutes, like, about the book and all that. And then I said to her, like, when I sing, right? I said, I sing in my own voice. She says, mm. like, what? Now, this is a girl in London at the end of a phone. So I says to her, eh, when no one else can understand me, <laughs> when everything I do is wrong, she's like, right? And I stop and she says nothing. I says, I can't hear you. She says, what? I says, oh, right. So I said, I'll do it again. So he goes, well, no one else can understand you. She's going, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm fucking in here. I got this gig, right? Do it your own way. And that was it. And it was a four-day gig, Calvin, right? And four, it was hard. I have to say, Terence, it was that most difficult thing I've ever done in my life because you feel like the biggest dunce in the school. Yeah. Because you get a line right and the last one, you get the word right to start all over again. And I hate anyone correcting me. I was even saying, I met Calvin and Terrence in town, comma. Don't fucking say comma, just kidding. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Right. But anyway, so it was difficult. So I started the motor down and they said, go and do it your own way. I was flying it. I was getting more confident. But it was going too quick. So I got six days out of this, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I went to four, right? I went to four. And uh, we were only on chapter 17. There's 22 chapters, right? So Paul said, I have to ring them. So we rang up and he said, look, this fella's trying his best. We're only halfway through it. Oh, no, wherever it tastes, go and do it. Eight days I got out. I says, Caroline, built two months in Spain. I said, this is looking great. And the last, second last day, I purposely kept saying everything wrong. So I was a bonus territory, you know. So I done it. And the last day, I went in, boom, 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 right? I got me a check, four days. To pass. Human. <laughs> oh no, that's the contract. But look, it was. But I done it. Yeah. And it was. <laughs> How can I say it? it was the hardest thing I've ever done? Come out. So do you know when you're reading that, Ruddy? Yeah, like on a man's it's probably saying a, a story what happened yeah. during your career. Are you reading that? I mean, like oh, I know the story. I'll just tell that story. That's like, it. Not, yeah, you're not even looking at the screen, Tell basically. Me. Yeah, have her off to a T. Yeah, it's like you telling the story. You tell the story. You know the next line. Yeah. So you don't you tell need to it. Read it. Yeah, but you tell it in your own words. Yeah. It's not exactly what's written there. Yeah. So you go and uh, he sacked me. And I went down and I said, you're going to fucking stick down, fuck you and all that, but it wouldn't be. We, he sacked me and I went down and I said, oh, that's terrible. Or so. you know, yeah. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's, that was the argument. Yeah. So it is the audio book. If you sat with the book, right, and listen to me, you go, that's a different book. Yeah. But it's the same story. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're encouraging people to get to them now, Roddy. Do you know what I mean? Buy the I book. Don't. Come and here. get the director's Calvin, cut then. Calvin, <laughs> I don't care. I got me though. Yeah, you don't get royalties. <laughs> I, I get royalties. I'd have to send about four million books to buy the two. He's a point each. <laughs> <laughs> I got me. I went to give you a laugh, right? Went to give you a laugh, right? <laughs> so you got your few, Bob, right? And, uh, you know, and next of all, I get a, uh, uh, what's called a statement, right? Now, Karen's a bill keeper. Boy, boy, 
call it trade, right? So I get to stay with just there. Before I was going to Spain, comes in, next of all, boom, 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 12,500. It's all sterling, right? 12 ever, right, for the sale of the book so far. Great, right? So I'm going, I have to give Paul his percentage over. I wonder, did he already get it? <laughs> so I rang up the agent, couldn't get it. I rang up the publisher, couldn't get it. So I rang the office in London. How are you doing? Yeah, the rod father here. Hello, how are you? Let me hear you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you. We know it's you, right? So anyway, so he goes, right, I just said, see now, I'm having a statement here to the house. I said, I'm not great at this. Right? Now, Karen said, me, sorry, but she's brilliant. That I'm right, right, the old go, you know? So he goes, um, I just need to know, has Paul got his percentage over? Oh, what? I said, the 12 and a half grand royalties. Oh, no, that's not yours. You have to earn everything you've been paid first before you get one penny royalties. So you'd have to sell a moxie on the books for you. So I, I got, like when I got it, when I got it, I sent it to a fella, a superstar, who'd done a book last year, two years ago. He's a pal of mine, I sent it to him. He said, you have to get more than me. Take what you're getting. If you don't get a penny royalties, don't worry about it. So what was you? the 12 and a half then? What we've been paid so far, it all goes off. Yeah. And then when they reach what they've paid us, then we start then getting a percentage. Yeah. Like so, uh, the record label, John, when they, oh, here's 100 grand. Yeah. Like, look, man, they get 100 grand. Yeah. And you sell bleeding 90 grand more. Yeah. So like, 190 grand. And they're like, no, that 90 is ours because we already gave you 100. Yeah, yeah. So until we get 100 back, yeah. that's when you start getting paid. So it's yeah. the same with the book. Yeah. 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 Look, that's bollocks. Look, look, I, I got the stage where we were sending the kids into book shops asking for it. Sold out. Mm. Sold out. I'm adding them all up. 20,000 copies. Right, how much do I get on that? You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was great crack for about an hour. <laughs> and then it was back to normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, was, what was some of your favourite stories from the book, Ready? There's some crack. You told a few crackers at the live show. Ah, Jesus. The one with your man uh, left the bleeding chicken or something on the gap. Ah, uh, Willow. <laughs> <laughs> He's killing me. Willow's killing me. I love Willow. Willow was. Willow's one of the best blokes you'll ever meet in your life. You'll meet many people in your life, but Willow and Jane, his wife, Jane's from Cork, I just, you know, you know a couple that you love being yeah. in a company. And Willow's cats, and a brilliant footballer, he's Ronnie Willow's brother. And uh, yeah, he left the chicken in the oven in Tondigay Road, we were in Drada. He was having a nightmare of a game, and he's a fucking brilliant player. He's probably one of the best players that didn't go to play in England. And uh, was, what's wrong with him? And I was sent that forward, he was sent that back. And he came up for a corner. I went back to defend the corner and said, Well, what's wrong? He says, What? I'm after leaving a chicken in the oven. I was boarded. He says, Jane's down in Cork for the weekend. I can't think straight. So, Coxie Carbley, who was our pal, our Liberty House, he was the assistant manager. So, I says, Coxie says, He's had to leave the chicken. What? Yeah, fucking sons. Goes in, gets his keys, goes down, boom, boom, boom. Gets back when the game's over. We're all having a show. Coxie walks in with a raw chicken, bouncing off his head. Yeah, we'll get down. We never lit the gas with Willow, you know. Well, Willow's killing me out when I say, but it's true, but look. It's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, the stories that are in it, they're all true. Yeah. They're all, like, a fella pulled me in, I don't get smart, Alex. And he pulled me and he said, it's a great book, but... He was actually, I was actually in Spain and he walked by and he says, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, how are you? Yeah, and he came on. I knew a boy, he sparred me head and he was going to be smart. Mm. And he said, I read your book. He says, I know, probably 90% of it was spoof, you know? I said, no, it's all true. All true. And it was all true. But like any story, Calvin, you can 
Yeah. Polish it up. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Fabricate it a bit, yeah. You know, you can, what do you say? Exaggerate. Exaggerate. Yeah. Exaggerate. So 90% of it is exaggerated. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true exaggerations. You know what I mean? That's true exaggerations. Do you ever think about doing a podcast, Roddy? Because Bleeding, no. Peter Crouch no. has one. No. Real Ferdinand no. has one. No. No, I was approached. Yeah. I couldn't do one on my own. Yeah, but that's the thing. You bring someone in with you, you know what I mean? I, I could work with someone yeah. on my own because I tell you why. I don't want. Yeah. And I asked the question, answered every fucking question myself. And the fellow was sitting in Jamaica, Wally Downs, played for Wimbledon, he's a good pal of mine. It was a demo it was for, for a company. They asked me to do it. So I went into a studio and I rang Wally, because Wally's loads of great stories about football. We wanted to make a bit of a sporty one. Mm. And Wally said at the end of it, well, can I give you a bit of a voice, mate? And I says, yeah, he says, when you ask a question, don't fucking answer it. <laughs> Disaster. No. Could have called oh. it the Rodcast and all, you know what I mean? Ah, no, that's what it was called. Yeah. The rod, but you know what? And they've done all the pros that, but you know what? I'd rather be someone else be the boss. Mm. And that's the truth. I went down with the two Johnnies. I've done a lot of work with them. They're brilliant, great crack. And I went on a show in Cork with them recently. And I got on the stage and it's their show. And I wanted to jump in and jump in and jump in. But it's their show. I didn't want to be taken over. Their stuff. Could have took that advice for us. Yeah, ah, but <laughs> yeah. shut the fella up. Yeah. We're the lads. Yeah, 100%. You can never run the mock. Granddad. But <laughs> what I'm saying is it was a pub thing for Heineken Oil and Edgister promotion. And uh Was that that bag of cans in the field thing? No, that's that's next That's still the come. That's Musgrave Park, that's next Saturday. Yeah. That's a different gig. That's uh music or something. I'm waiting on the, the thing on that. Yeah, you're going to that as well. Well, I I am. And I am, and I have a family wedding. Right. I'm trying to do it where I don't have to point depot, a big screen. Yeah. So I can go to family wedding. So I know, I know by the time I finish. But anyway, now ask me about it. I couldn't do it. See what you're doing. Mm. I couldn't do it. You'd be the perfect person for this, Roddy. Yeah, I would be with somebody. Yeah. Do you understand? Boy, yeah. for, to pull you in with the rain. To pull me yeah. in. Like yeah. if you, if you, Calvin, Terrence, I sit with you, right? Yeah. And we go somewhere. We start off talking about cans in the park. We've been talking about fucking something else and fucking Jamaica. submarines and all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where Paul Harold the other day he, he he got. I'm gonna give you a story when you fuck. He did a load of topics. He says, "Right, I'll throw that." And course, he knew after a minute he was gone. Fucking anywhere somewhere else. I'll right, get back in. So he was good. Fella rings me up, right? Right, he says, "I have 260 customers in a hotel in Atlanta, right?" And he said, "Um." I want you to do a gig. And I said, well, I need someone with me because I says, I got fucking Hayward. So he says, right. I said, I want to bring someone with me. Yeah, Richie McCormick, I brought to a few. Remember Richie? You know Richie downstairs? Mm. He was talking. Yeah. Talked to, to one out and, uh, anyway. He says, no, no, I'll do it. I says, really? He says, yeah. Okay. I went down. He was milling points. What will you have? I said, I'm not drinking. I'm driving home. I have a point. I said, I'm not drinking. I'm driving home. I would never drink for anything like that. I wouldn't do it, right? So anyway, he, um, he says, I'll deal with you. So they have that meal. I know no one. These are all people that are different. They're not to do with sports around. So it goes on and on. I have that meal. He's getting locked. Right? Mm. The stage is there. It's a huge big room. He says, if you don't do it in the next 20 minutes, I'm going. I said, they're all getting locked. And he was getting locked. So he gets up and he introduced me. He says, Roddy Collins, blah, 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 blah. I read a bit of the book, blah, 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 blah. And uh, sat down. Left and I, out and I got handed a mic. And the stage is there. And we're sitting there. And I go to have the stage, he doesn't get up. So we just start going, 
But obviously no one fucking knows me. No one clapped. No one laughed even. No one turned no just went. It was just fucking idiot, right? So I went, well, here's who I am. And no one gave a fiddler's fuck who I was, right? Yeah. So I looked at him and I said, what did you bring me here for? Am I a football? Talk and what are we going to talk about? I don't know you a bit, you know? So anyway, I winged it. And I picked the fella out. You want to know about my brother's boxing career, don't you? And I went towards him and I asked a question for him. I said, what was it like walking in the corner? And I walked away. I didn't know what I was talking about. And I started talking about that. And then someone else says, what's it like winning the league? So mm. I got it going. I got about an hour out of it. And I got it yeah. in the end. But there was a moment there where he says, fuck him and he's not here. I ain't going home to Caroline. But I didn't. And I'm glad. Yeah. Because if I'd have done that, I'd have let myself down, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I got through it, and in the end... It walked out. It walked out. Yeah. It walked out, you know what I mean? But um, podcasts, I'd eat them up, and I'd wind everyone up, and I'd get the crack going. But we'd need you, or you, or Paul. Yeah, yeah. To every now and then. Yeah. You, come here, do you ever think about going back to managing? Yes. Oh, yeah. Is there something in the pipeline? No, no. Is well, there was the last time it was non-league. No, I, I applied for the Pats job. I, I won't get it. I applied for Cork. I won't get it. I applied for Glentown. I applied for... Um, As in the current field. Pats job? Yeah, it the was one, up there yeah. a few weeks ago. John Daly, who I know, great lad. He, I think he got it. When's the last time you managed? The last time we managed was about six years ago. Down was it was a while ago? A good while ago. But you know what it's like? It's like getting on a bike. Mm, yeah. Simple. Do you know what it is? Management, we're reading all this bullshit and fucking crap about management and coaching. It's about people. Yeah, yeah. Man management. It's yeah. about man management. Yeah. Identifying weaknesses in the personality and everything, in their technical ability, wherever they have. Looking after them, putting it together as a unit, right? Having it an objective and doing it. And then the most important one, when the game starts, identifying what's going on. Yeah. That's not working. Change it quick. We got them there. Change that quick. That's what management's about. Not all this bullshit that they're putting out to sell courses. Yeah. That's what it's about, Calvin. Yeah. They're selling. I've done every coaching course you can think of. Qualified. And I don't know one fella I've been on any courses with except Eddie Hill. That's what on to do well. Yeah. Yeah, it's saturated, isn't it? The tactical side of the whole thing completely saturated. Well, of and course, he... like the tactical side. No, but I mean, it's like it's in depth. And do you know what wrecks me head when the stats come up and that XG? Oh, yeah, this team had 1.5 XG, but they got beaten 2 0, mate. Yeah. Doesn't matter what your XG is, you didn't take your chances. And do you know what they'll do, Calvin? When they get interviewed afterwards, they won't talk about the game they just lost. But we nearly beat this team. Yeah. And we were 10 minutes away beating that team. And this, and that's like, it's like I always say, it's like a politician. Say the Minister for Housing, right? And someone goes, we've homeless people everywhere, right? There are always families in hotels. You go, I know, but we've 17,000 houses coming online and we've 47,000 houses and every year we're going to have 40,000 houses and 50,000 houses. We're going to live there. And everyone goes, oh, that's great. But still people homeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's all, football has turned into pure politics. Yeah. And it's not how good you are, right? It's how politically good you are. And how good you are at Lake Anarsis. Because mm. that's what it's all about now. And getting likability is the main trait in football now. If, you, if you're not liked and you're not winning, you're sacked. Yeah. You get people that like you, they make excuses for you. Doesn't yeah. have their players, bit unlucky, 
blah, 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 blah. But look, I just don't get it. You know but what you mean? still miss it. Ah, yeah. I generally miss gangs of fellas. Yeah. Mm. I helped out with the uh, Tussle before I went to Spain. Um, Conan Bourne, a great bloke, League of Ireland legend. And Kieran Kenny, who's he's a carer for, for kids in care. Right. They put a team together, right, of, you know, fellas that have had trauma and all sorts, you know, in all sorts of care homes and all, together for seven to eight weeks. And they played in Chicago last week. Right, and I was there for the first bit of it before I went to Spain, and I swear to God, they were as important to me as Bowes at Carlisle. Yeah. Mm. When I was talking to one of them, I was talking to one of them, not some kid that couldn't get a bar. It was about how he was and how happy he was and how friendly he was. And I told him, when you walk out and eat your car next week, you'll have the same emotions as Messi did in the World Cup final, and they do. And they all did, and you want to say it, it was unbelievable. Very rewarding. That's what it's about. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I get WhatsApps, WhatsApps, uh, my ex-players and all that, and it's all, like, they're like my sons. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. I have no medals. They're all gone. I gave them all the charity. I no medals left. But see the memories I have with Trevor Malloy, yeah. Paul Bourne, Kevin Hunt's on to me all the time. All the fellas, Darren O'Keefe down there in town. You know, fellas and, that to me is brilliant and I, I love that. You can't That's, put a price on that. You can't put yeah. a price on it, Calvin. Yeah. To yeah. see someone that no one has any time for, or, you know, like one fellow I signed years ago, you're not signing him, he robbed the car when he was 14. He robbed the car when he was 14. He was put up to robbing the car, right, and burning the car out. He was. And I knew the fellow that put him up to it. Mm. Oh, he says, I'm signing him. And I did sign him and he went out of a brilliant career. For a long, long time, I made a good few quid out of it. So that's what I'm talking about. Mm. The management of men, it's gone. High maintenance, don't touch them. Yeah, but what you seem to be talking about is kids in communities, like in working class communities. You want to get them in, you want to help them because you can relate to them, is it? Is that what, what you're getting at? Well, you can, yeah, but there's kids in, 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 in upper class communities Yeah, that have their problems as well. Yeah, You know what I mean? They could be a bit shy or they could have anxiety problems or they could have, have uh, problems with communication and all that. It doesn't matter where they're from, but predominantly from where I'm from, Yeah, they would probably respond more to me. Yeah. I'd say, anyway, your granddad. I knew your granny's granny because hmm. I would know a lot of people around town. You know what I mean? And and around Dublin. And I can relate to that. Hmm. And I said, what are you fucking worried about? Yeah. Who Do you think he's any different to you? Tell me what's different. I'll tell you the difference. He believes that you don't. He believes that you don't. That's the only difference. And that is so prevalent. And my daughter, Sinead, who you have helped yeah. out, and she told me the tank is for it. You were brilliant. She's a legend. You, you know what she's done? Since she's done that bit of work for her, she passed her master's in justice and education. Class. Unbelievable. Right? Yeah. And she's devoting her life to kids. Like she, she's pulling for kids. She said, Dad, there's kids in my school who could go on to be professors. Yeah. But because of their environment and their own Doubts. 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 100%. Yeah. So she drives that on and she rang me today. She said, Dad, wish, wish the lads all the best. Right. And she, she did, by the way. It's on my phone. I'll show you. And she said, Tell the lads I'm about to get my first ever podcast today. Some educational program is that they're seeking her out to speak about her experiences. Brilliant. And I'm so proud of her. Yeah. So that's the. Look, how can I say? I love to see the underdog doing well. Yeah. I love it. 
I love to see the kid that fucking... Like, when I went to school, you know what I mean? Nothing. I remember Norris' brother. Right, I won't name him. He's probably still alive, right? If I get me fucking hands on him, I'll knock him out. He's not that much older than me. I was about 14, he was about 24. Yeah. Just batter the head at me, right? And he said to me, Say, yo, Collins, you're nothing. You're fucking. You're never been nothing. Nothing. And I said, Jesus. Oh, I said, I didn't do it to prove him. Mm. I'd love to meet him. I'm not anybody or nothing. But I'm all right. Yeah. I've read a lovely little family. Yeah, yeah. Mark, That's nothing. A, yeah, Mark, well, nothing well, well, Calvin, whatever nothing is or whatever something is, I don't judge anyone on that. My something is the family you're rare. Yeah. The people that you love and the people that love you. And the one thing, the people that you've helped along the way, that's the me. That's who I love. Like, I learned the quote there not so long ago. Uh, it's not how you, what you achieve every night when you go to bed. It's who you've helped up on the way mm. every day. And that's the best. It's brilliant. I know I'm a lot older. I'm getting to the last quarter of the game. And I always <laughs> said to Caroline, life is four quarters, everything's four quarters, right? Yeah. Unless you went to my school, there was three quarters anyway. <laughs> <laughs> life is four quarters, right? And in the football, I always said to the lads, if we can kick in the last quarter of the game, you'll win most games. And we always came strong. And no matter what things were going against, we always said, this is the time now, lads. It's too late. Let's go for it. I'm in the last quarter of the game and I'm having a ball. Mm. I'm having a ball. I've never, I have never been happier. And I mean that. I was with Carl in Spain for a month and I swear, lads, every single day I looked down and she looked at me and said, oh, God, hell, did we ever think we'd be happy? You know what I mean? And we are. It's class. Why, why do you think you're at that stage? What is it? I think it's because of the book. Yeah. Because I had an opportunity to, to achieve something great as a manager. I did, and I knew I did, and everybody knew I did, but it was taken away mm. with vindictive swines, right? And they laughed, and they had their opulence, and they were going around, and they were making my life hell. And everybody believes in their narrative that I was a bollocks, mm. right? And I seen that right out there, people are going, I'm fucking, I'm fucking that. And people I've met recently go, Rod, can I just come and read your book? I have to shake a hand. We all thought you were an absolute bollocks. I didn't know you were a family man, and blah, 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 blah. Mm. Right? So that relief for me, for me kids, for me kids, like people are coming to my kids and ask them, will you get your dad to sign that? Like people that wouldn't even talk to you mm. five years ago, four years ago. You know what I mean? Mm. So my kids are so proud of their dad. Yeah. And I'm so proud. And Caroline's so proud because I just got geared up right and go out. And Caroline said to me, where are you going? Because you know I've been fucking rumours for two days, right? <laughs> or on the last, right? Now she says, how much you get me a gig tonight, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, we're in the, I have to say, lads, you got me probably in the happiest period of my life. That started, I said to Caroline on Sunday, because things are just getting better. The things that are coming to happen for me, it's unreal. Yeah. It's all unreal. You know, if I got into it, I'd borrow this, but just something happened. I went into a restaurant on Saturday in town. I've never been in my life. Never. Right? And uh, a fellow walked in, Rambo Smith, he's in the book, him and Jacqueline, and I looked. Now, Karen says, oh, for Jesus' sake. And Jacqueline goes, give me your phone. Now, I know them well, but I've never been out with them for years, 10 years, perhaps since we were out together. 
he's matched her up. No, I said, I didn't know. I was never in that restaurant. He was never in that restaurant. We got talking. I'm renovating something for my daughter's wedding. My gaff changed it, dealt bits and pieces and all that. I said, I have to go out now, money, get a load of this, load of that. He says to me, no, this, this is truth. My God. And I swear, lads, this is truth on the cross, right? Karen says, I want new doors. I want new laminated floors. I want plants all around the house. I want new fitted wardrobes. I want everything. I said, Karen, when we go back to Spain, I'm going on the sabbatical to drive around to the wedding. He opens his phone, he says, I've to go out a brand new house, he said. Any of that? I swear to my life, grey laminate flowers. Everything you want? Not me, Caroline. Grey <laughs> laminate, everything, even to the colour. You know what I mean? Look, like, the things that's happening to me is off the Richter scale. You know what I mean? It's off the Richter scale. But anyway, happiest ever in my life, ever. Confidence is through the roof. Mm. You know, I like, don't think you ever lacked confidence, buddy. Well, well, Terence, that that can be d deceptive as well. Yeah. yeah, you go out there, yeah. right? You have to be confident. Yeah, right now, I don't know if it's confidence. Like I've never lacked confidence, but you would lack a little bit of what would you say? I wonder do they think I'm a fucking idiot? Because a bit of belief, is it? Is it? Do you feel <clears> like you have to vindicate yourself in this book, Ruddy? So you had all this doubt that's in you coming from the outside there's people bashing you and you're starting to believe it then and then you're like this is this is eating at me but now that you have the book you put it all out there it's look this is your therapy session now it's all out there in a the book the public have it and they've read it now and they're coming back to me like you know what already that was bleeding deadly or didn't know this and I'm at the reading that and you're like right I'm at the giving it a chance to, to pour this out and expressing myself now you had it bottled up for years 100% Calvin you, you I couldn't have put it better than that yeah right? it was like the imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was going around Dublin and people were, you know, oh, the Rod Squad. The Rod Squad, what the fuck is that? Oh, you won the Dublin Bowers. What the fuck is that? So fucking what? You know what I mean? Or, that's nothing in life. You know what I mean? But, ah, oh, Rod, I didn't know about your youngest child. Ah, oh, Rod, I didn't know your daughter has went to college and university. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, I don't know. You, you, you nailed it, but I still can't express it, Calvin. Yeah, yeah. But I just feel great. But I feel great, you know. As you're saying, you're, you're happy now. That's obviously all the relief. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And you said you were getting bashed for years. You know that old saying: like if it, someone starts telling you for so long that you're stupid, you start to believe them. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And all that stuff that can that can take its toll on you. Oh so. yeah. Well, as a as as a manager, which was my biggest goal and ambition, to become the best I could, and I never did, and it won't happen now, right? But that was my life. Mm. But people going around saying, he bankrupt Rovers, he bankrupt this club, he bankrupt that club. Now they read the book. Mm. They bankrupt fucking me. Yeah. I went from riches to rags in football. I was minted when I took over Bowers. People don't know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it's the truth is out there. And you know the gas part? People have to read the front and go, it's the rod father. Yeah. Not the god fucking father. <laughs> I'm getting phone calls. I got a phone call yesterday. Right, a yuppie fella. I know him well. Yes, Ron, I have a problem. Where is it? My yump is in a bit of trouble. He's out of getting involved in this dodgy business. These fellas are coming down on me. They're demanding money on me. Blah, 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 blah. Can you help me? <laughs> he says, well, if you can give me a few names, I might know someone knows someone. Mm. And I could. Yeah. Right? But it's the rod father. Not the fucking coffee. <laughs> I'm not going around <laughs> like fucking Scarface. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? And it was, by the way, it was me kids that named it, the name of the book, not me. It's a yeah. great name for the they book. They named it, yeah. Bloody, yeah. you know, you're there.
best guest we could ever have on a podcast. It's the e it's always the easiest work for you us. You do the heavy lifting. Speaking to yeah. you. Because you're just full of stories and full of things that happen. That's why you're on the live show already. We put you number one as the first guest. Remember those three years? Yeah. And you never think why you are number one already. No. Because you, you do all the heavy well, lifting. Yeah, but you see, there, there you go, right? There, there's the mentality. Get him on and get him off. No, I wasn't getting no, on. No, get no, no, on. Get him on and keep him No, no, that's what I'm saying. That was the mentality for years. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Get him in, get him out. We put up for 20 minutes. That's what I used to feel. Now, you won't get me off the fucking stage. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that was a great night. Great. And you know who I've had up for for uh, a bit of grub? I've seen it. Easy, yeah. Yeah, adopt the talk. Yeah, yeah. The crowd loved you though, Roddy. The crowd was eating out the palm of your hand. You were the encouraging stories. them all to blade and chant Roddy Collins as a wanker. You were like, come on, <laughs> yeah, keep yeah. it going. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I've learned, right, when you bring people to feel comfortable with you. Yeah. Like, I, I was up in uh, Blanchardstown yesterday, right, with Caroline. I was out making a phone call outside. I think she was in Lidl. Or deals on one of them plays. Getting, well, no, I was getting, right. Anyway, she's getting a deal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and this chap... Right, you could see he hadn't got a shilling, right? A little hat on him, and he's pushing a buggy and he's bored. And here they were looking at me, and they were looking at me and looking at me, right? And I'm on the phone, right? And I looked at him, and he turned away. I looked at him, he's behind the pillar, and here he was videoing me on the phone, right? So I'm talking to him, Yeah, all right, kiddo. He went, Oh, yeah, yeah. I said, Everything all right? He says, Roger. Oh, he says, Yeah. Uh, can I have a picture with you? I says, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> That's why I was standing here waving. And I, I was. So I gave him a big hug, gave me a little board, a hug and all that. I loved that. Yeah. yeah. I loved that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, um, what were we saying? What were we saying? The live shows. The live shows. Anyways, yeah. while we're on the topic of live shows, before we go any further, 28th of June, sold out. We're doing live shows in the National Stadium, bloody yeah. And, uh, Thursday the 29th of June there's still tickets on sale so get us our tickets now and Roddy's going to be in the crowd somewhere and hopefully yeah. not on the stage again or oh, you might jump up on the stage will you? Well, you, well, <laughs> you won't ask me to sell it out if you won't let me come up on the stage <laughs> Calvin Calvin Have a word. tell him will you oh, yeah. I'm sorry they're out there yeah. oh yeah I'm only here because I know you have a live show I'll go in and do the lads now cars well, look come here it's it's brilliant, great night. So you said uh, you had Aoife open the gaff since that yeah. night. Yeah, all the Carol Morning's gigs as well since I did. that night, yeah. And do you know what? There's another young fleet I talked to. Yeah. And I remember meeting him at your live gig in Vicar Street. And I went in, and when you go to the green rooms, everyone's full of a bit of importance, and someone's blah, 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 blah. And I go in, just sit down, you know. And this kid was sitting there, you know, and he was saying nothing. And I thought, he was a bit nervous, right? I did. And I said, how are you? What do you do? Because <laughs> everyone was getting cups of tea and down there. He says, I play in the band. I'm playing the music. And I went, you done na 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 na. Yeah, yeah. Because I watched before I went yeah, yeah. show. I said, well, brilliant. Yeah, well, brilliant, I said. I said, get the guitar, we'll have a little sing song. Yeah. Right, you just walked in. Yeah, yeah. I was singing the yeah. pieces, remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. I said to him, I don't know if he was nervous or just concentrating. I probably ruined his concentration. <laughs> I said, come on, don't be nervous, I said. <laughs> Today is going to be the day. I don't know what he's saying, right? So I said, play that. He said, ah, oh, they won't know that. I said, everybody knows Oasis. And I said, yeah. I'll sing it for you. Remember mm. that night? Yeah, great. So I sang one line, sat down, and he was... Yeah. So I talked to him. And then I started Googling his music, right? And I have to say, he's a brilliant kid. He is. Yeah. He's a brilliant fella. I think he's usually talented as a musician. I, I'm an Oasis fan. I probably only ever went to one band in my life. No, I went to Tin Lizzy years ago. I went to one band in my life, Oasis, everywhere. Mm. Right? 
and he's the only one I ever went to, to since you know yeah we seen him in Wales, right <laughs> Uh, Roddy didn't see me. He was at the bar. He's at getting the picture with these two girls. Yeah, and he goes, excuse me, Mister, can I get a picture with you? And he goes, of course you can't. So and around, he goes, yeah, little bastard. Yeah. <laughs> of course you can't me. get your five euros out. Yeah, just it was me. Then he was fuming. But you see, but you see that, see that. Tell you right, right camera, right. Yeah, nobody starting off. Ever striving to be somebody. You can be a gangster. You can be a boxer. You can be a footballer, sport, or 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 go to college. Yeah, no one got that, right? So you get a bit of recognition. And all we ever wanted to be, when we looked at the telly in Cabra, if someone was on that telly, automatic to us, they were millionaires. Yeah. And they were superstars, right? And they could have been broke actors who got one film and skint. But when we sit in the street, we want to shake hands and get pictures with them. It's no different. Yeah. Look, I'm walking down Spain, and people are going like that, and they go, Roddy. I'm going, yeah, can I have a picture? And they're shaking. And I'm going, what's that all about? You know what I mean? I go, Cowers can have a picture. And I'm more privileged yeah. to be asked than whatever the kick they get out of getting in it. Yeah. So long, because it doesn't last long. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does it not take you back sometimes when you're out and, and people are coming up to you for pictures? They never feel like, what the fuck am I getting them pictures for? Because I do. I'm not saying yeah. you should, I'm saying I do. Yeah, for years. Yeah. And still now. Like people say to me, that book is great. I didn't write it. Mm. I lived it. And it was a great living to fucking dig and tell you. Have you read the whole book? Yeah. It's seen happen. But, um, no, it, you're not doing it for you. Mm. You're doing it for them. When you get to a picture, they're not giving you something. Do you mm. understand that? Yeah. You think, oh, you know, they're making me feel great and I'm tense. No, you're giving them something. I always remember that. Yeah. Someone says you're going to picture, you say, I'm delighted to be asked. Come here, pal. Yeah. Because when they walk away with that picture, whatever torment you get out of it, and I it will, it's life. I've seen it with Stephen. They'll walk away. Look who I was with last night. Yeah. Right? And they'll have that picture on their phone. And you'll meet them in five years. And they'll tell us, man, about that noise, talk, jump and thing and all that. They will tell everyone that for years. Mm-hmm. So don't ever show you waiting there. They wouldn't ask you if they didn't love you. Yeah. Do you understand that? Yeah. People don't ask you the picture if you're a fucking dope or a fucking Egypt. <laughs> they don't, Terence. Yeah. Now people do fucking love you out there because I know I walk the town. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And they say, what's that Terence fella? Like I said, he's a little bollocks. Don't be fucking <laughs> No. Just yeah. a big, I walk in free. I went into a bar in Spain. I couldn't pay for the drinks. Yeah. I had Spike Sullivan with me and a few lads, Alan Connor. I said to you, man, I didn't come in for free. I have money. To- yeah. Where the Lord are here? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was there for a fucking week. We <laughs> <laughs> left some time in that gap. <laughs> so, Roddy, you have a holiday home down in Rosslyn? No, I haven't. <laughs> My daughter has. <laughs> right. Now, when she bought it in Dublin, it was a caravan. Right? It was. And when I stopped in Cowartown overnight, right, for the driver to have a kip, it was a mobile home. Right? <laughs> but when it was parked up in Rosslair, it became a holiday home. <laughs> it's a holiday home now. It's the same fucking thing that left Dublin that's in Rosslair, but I went around caravan to the holiday home. <laughs> now it's down there, my dad, I'm delighted. I'm so proud of getting it, you know? Yeah. Mm. But I'm going to tell you a story, can I? Yeah, of course so, you can. From <laughs> Rosslair Beach, you can walk down a sleek back up to the road, back around, right? It's about a 
15k walk along the seafront. And I've done that every day. And I know Louis Copeland goes to Kelly's. Yeah. Right? Uh, I didn't even know where Kelly's was till I got down. I thought Kelly's was further up near, near the ferry carriage. But anyway, so I know Louis Copeland goes there because he'd say, I was down Kelly's for a few days, blah, blah. I'm walking along the beach. Just sorry, Kelly's is a big hotel in Rosslare Strand. Right, yeah. It's a big posh gaff now. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a There's very, a very posh there, gaff. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's creme de creme. So I'm walking along the beach and my phone dings, Terrence, right? And I look at it and it goes, it's Louie. How are you, Rod? Right, now it might come and once a month, might come once every two weeks. How are you, Rod? So I says, Caroline, get the video out. I'd me a little backpacking off. I shot my phone. I'm from the I'll show you the whole video now. How am I? He says, I'm walking the beach in Ross Lair. I said, and if this is not heaven, there is no heaven. I was the happiest man in the world. I was going to get me swim later on, all that. You know what I mean? Blah, 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 blah. Sent her off next to the ball. The phone rings. Louie. How are you? He says, where are you? I said, I'm not telling you where I am. I said, you. He says, no, I'm on the beach. Where are you? At the same time, is it? Isn't that mad? Isn't that mad? Mad, yeah. And he had me down there for a while. So he said, come on up for tea. Now, what is miles gone down? Yeah. I said, Louie, I want you. Right, eight o'clock for food. Yeah. I said, Louie, I have jeans. I don't need jeans. And Caroline's hair was sticking up like a madman's hair. She didn't have her <laughs> hairs all over the gaffery. I know the women with their hair. She wouldn't wear the balaclava. I asked her. <laughs> she said, I'm not wearing that bleeding. It's too warm. I'll only wear that up until the end of March. <laughs> okay. I just roll her up like a monkey. Yeah, no. Anyway. anyway. Oh, oh you're so, going to be battered after this. Come here. I'm 47 years with Caroline. 40 years married on the 22nd. Of July, I'll be down and that's where you're going now. No, no, I'm going down and be son in law's for you, but you know what I mean? I'm so if you look about already, yeah, Meme and Ross there, he's doing, yeah, he's doing an appearance on the there, beach. 22nd. But, uh, yeah, so <laughs> went down, had the grub and me ting and all that, but yeah, living the dream, boys, living the dream. <laughs> down there in Bladen Super Value, giving Amy's name and all, yeah, look at my discounts. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I buy the way, buy the way, oh, buy the way, use out my bros. Where Those are, are my distant relations now. I fucking claim just Amy's cousins and yeah. is married to my cousin as well. Anywhere I go. Yeah. Terrence, come here, I went to tell you. I knew Terrence's granddad. He was married <laughs> to my cousin Collins back there. We're blood relations. Ah, oh, great, so I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I've got that many new friends. It's yeah. brilliant. Well, are we invited up to the gaffer dinner? You're invited everyone yeah, else. Actually. Do you know what? I'll tell you what I'll do. After the wedding, when it's all painted up, right? And every sort of thing. You don't need to impress us, but from us. the flats. I'll bring us up. Right. We'll help. I'm not trying to impress anyone. No, you're right. But there's holes and seals now. My missus is fucking killing me. Yeah. You know what I mean? We'll bring them up to the gaff. gaff. Yeah. Here's the proper gaff. Well, Paul Howe came in to write the book, right? He walked in the hall tower, and I knew he was real posh. Real posh, right? So I got Carla bought these things to throw over the chairs, right? I set the sitting room up. I got logs. It was like a fucking Christmas card, right? <laughs> loads of lovely stuff and all that. A new coffee table and everything was, you know, it was like fucking something you see in a set of a film. So Paul goes in and uh, he comes in the house. Hey, Caroline. Hey, Caroline. He's a posh, you know. How are you, Paul? Blah, blah, blah. So I says, we're walking in here. So we sat down and he was like, that was all uncomfortable, you know. I was supposed to try and says, what are we fucking sitting in here for, Rod? Is it not all right in here to write the bill? I don't know. What way do we do it? I'm not fucking sitting here. I want to go where the madness is in the kitchen. So he says, right, go on and go ahead. And he went in the kitchen to fucking hand. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Stand with a handle down his hand, right? And the kids had to wait 
to get a screwdriver to fucking yank it open to get him into the kitchen and we left it there. So yeah, you know, women, house proud, you know, yes. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? yeah. Watching the oil and Sarah with last night and all, Stephen Kenny and all, Roddy. Yeah, my assessment of it is going back to day one. Mm. The man's how he stepped. Do you think so from the get go? From the get go? Yeah. Like, but you tell me what you think. We're 25 games in, are we? Mm. Yeah, something like that. That's yeah. you. He only has four competitive wins in like 24 games him. or something like that, yeah. See, see that crowd last night? Rovers have beat them. 100%. 100 you know I mean? Sheriff have beat them. I'm not going to go into tactics or anything like that or team selection because I would never do that because I don't know what's going on in the dressing room in the hotel or someone could be sick, so he can't do that. But see, tactics, mm. right? You're playing a pub team. Just let me simplify this for you, right? And you know they're going to put 11 behind the ball, mm. right? So... You could play with one centre-half. Yeah. Right? Unless they have a fella who's a greyhound. It's going to outdo you. Nearly play a goalkeeper as a sweeper. Right? So you play with three centre-halves in the halfway line. It's three and a half line and one in goal. That's four players gone. Many of you left seven. Yeah. So you have seven against 11. That doesn't work. You play against a team like that, you play two four four. Yeah. Right? Or you play one one four four. Yeah. And you battered them. That game would have been over in 20 minutes. Once they got one settled in in 20 minutes, it would have been a 10 niller. Three three players in the halfway line. And that's been going on regular. So don't get me going. I, I went into a fella this morning at half seven for a coffee. And he asked me, and I was fucking still there in a half eight having Palpitations. It's it's a chap say we stepped. And then the other thing about it is now there's there's loads of facets to management. Mm. Picking players is good, right? Organising them is good, right? Motivating them, he gets people to like him. Great politician, brilliant politician. Mm. All the crowd love him. If you love him, everyone loves him. Not winning games. Any other country, any other team, anywhere in the world. He'd be gone. He'd be gone. Yeah. Now you can lose games and go. Well, his tactics were great. He made the right change. The referee gave a bad decision. We'll all yeah. understand that. Like the France game. Yeah, but this is all French. Yeah, this is ongoing, ongoing, ongoing. And it's just, I, I, I just fed up with it. You know what I mean? I, I, I actually, last night, I didn't even look at the first half. I taped it. Then I went home and watched the whole mm. You know what I mean? Mm. That's how bad it's gone. And, you know, you've got pundits out there. You've got people in the newspapers going, oh, well, he hasn't got the players. He picked them. Yeah. The squad he took over were nearly qualifying for the for for the, the, the competition they were in when they went to play Serbia. Mick McCarthy left them with a team that was on the verge of qualifying. From on the verge of qualifying and being won all against, I think Serbia was, wherever the game was, to where we are now, 25 games later. Yeah. Mm. And the only reason I believe he's kept is because the crowd are torn up. Buying tickets, all money, they have no money. So that simplifies it, I hope. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that, that's it. That's all I was looking for. You all right, Terry? Yeah, yeah. Nice wrap this one up. Yeah, Roddy, thanks for coming in again. Ah, appreciate it, mate. Appreciate yeah, it, really buddy, do. Yeah. No, uh, delighted to hear that you're happy. Love to see us doing well. Thanks very much. Keep it up, right? And get bigger and better and embrace it, right? Yes, Roddy. Because I'm not telling you, I'm only asking you. <laughs> Keep doing it. Yeah. We're all so proud of you. Yeah, yeah. appreciate you know I mean? that, yeah. Yeah. Legend. Right, wrap this one up. Take us out there, Kino. Boom. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app. What you waiting for? Put your back in it. Just a little more. Call your in the now. Fill your body up in. Walk it high and low. When you finish that. The hip knocker. Go down. Go down.